Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai Kells. Today we're talking about Digimon Adventure Try. Movie number four, Loss. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm lost after <laughs> after watching this movie. <laughs> it lives true through the title that um, the movie had me lost, but in, in actuality, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, man, I I concur with you. I we we went through an hour and a half ish long movie just to get about nowhere, but we yeah. did go on a digi adventure. So you know maybe that's the point of it. The journey is the point of the uh, the the experience. And you know, as an avid Digimon fan, as someone who very much wants to get a Digimon tattoo, which probably will at some point. Um, I am not above critiquing the series that I love. And I feel like this is where Digimon Try went off the rails for me. Like, because there's a lot of stuff that happened that just didn't make a lot of sense. And I'm kind of excited to talk about the nonsensical of what happened with this movie. Me too, man. So we, we left, we open, right? At the very beginning of this movie, we come back. And now all of our Digidestin are in the digital world. So we've rebooted the digital world. Everyone's lost their memories, or it's a brand new version of them. And now our Digi Dustin have to go in and find their Digi partners and make friends once again. Yes. And figure out if the Digi reset even worked. Yes. So that's where we get into, like, you know, the first one third of the movie, if we break it into thirds, which, whatever. <laughs> So the first act, um, but before that, we get a precursor of what um, Agent Himikawa was doing when we found out she was the one that actually surprised, if you hadn't listened to the other three, which you totally should, but she was the one who initiated the reboot because she wanted to see her Gigi partner again. First of all, intrinsically, does this make her a bad person to you? I mean, so... The fact that she wanted to see her digi partner again, no, not a bad motivation. Going through and working with the evil digital emperor who turns out to be Dark Genai, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely evil. And the crazy part is in a flashback, we find out that Agent Himikawa and the other dude who's old, uh, Nishijima, yeah, they were digi destined before our, you know, primary eight and they were doing crazy digidestined things that to save the universe you know and that's kind of the the event that caused himikawa to one lose her digital partner and two go on this mission to find them again because that digimon it's not like they died they ceased to exist at all they didn't go back to primary village as all digimon do when they die and get reborn no they just ceased to exist at all they got so blasted. that was her whole thing yes they got blasted <laughs> but yeah now that was her whole you know that was her whole stick and here's the crazy part for me um so we find out her motive in that flashback which the flashback was actually really entertaining because i don't know if how well your knowledge of the overall digimon you know universe is but we saw who those four digimon were who later turned out to be the digimon sovereign who in the digital world are the four gates, which goes back to Japanese tradition. You know, the vermilion bird, the turtle, 
the tiger Biaku and um bird tiger and the tortoise. Um or sorry, and the Zulong dragon. Um so that's what those that's what everybody else's Digimon turned out to be. And it looks like she got taken over by the thing that takes over Kari, like the light priestess, whatever, who we still talk about equilibrium. Yeah, <laughs> equilibrium. Um, <laughs> took her over to perform it, and our dude Nishijima kind of disturbed that process to get her to, you know, become like the like she was the one turning them into like the gatekeeper Digimon, like the protectors of the four corners of the digital world. Yeah. Um, so he had to like they had to stop. So she didn't get a chance to get her Digimon turned into a protector. Yet he did, and I felt like that's where a lot of resentment came. But it was just so interesting. Like this is the origin of the four gatekeepers, you know. So it's wild to me. Also, their evolutions are also wild to me. Like mind blown. But. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy how that happened. And it was also weird that these are like the four strongest Digimon get they got to do this to become the Dark Masters. So that really puts in perspective how strong, I guess, Metal Garurumon and War Greymon are since they beat Digimon that Sovereign Digimon had to team up to beat. So I'm like, OK, but. Is really interesting. That's like one thing I took away separately from Lost. I was like, mm. there's a whole nother like Digimon thing going on here. Like we're seeing the creation of, you know, the Digimon Sovereign in Digimon Season 3. And also they're called the Harmonious One who are the Four Holy Beasts. So I'm like, okay, this is wild. We were talking earlier like, yeah, you know, are we going to see... Talking about uh, Digimon Adventure uh, 2, and then, you know, are are we going to get any information about if, if we're going to eventually get around to Digimon Adventure 2? And I'm like, the only reason they played into anything in Try mm-hmm. was the red herring about Ken, the Digimon, Digimon Emperor. But to have another, another tie-in to some deeper lore uh, with the Digimon series, absolutely. It's, a, it's an interesting thing to chase down. Yeah. So it was it was interesting. And then knowing that, you know, everybody else's Digimon got turned into like they got to live and yours didn't. I could see her motivation. I definitely don't agree with it, but I could see, you know, how that could scar you. So, um, yes. But yeah, and it was weird that they got in prison when Ken became Dark Master. So that was or uh, Digimon Emperor. So, and apparently they created the D3 for the new Digi Destiny, which is just a whole nother side story that's wild and never really <laughs> further explained. It goes to the mess of Digimon Try and why it's titled Lost. But yes, I just wanted to kind of hyper focus on that for a little bit just to like, because I thought that wasn't like crazy interesting to me. Some deep Digimon lore, man. I'm here yes. for it. Yes. So, but yeah, so then we see. We go from that tragic, weird, no sound, only text flashback um, to back to the OG to where it started. And here's what also pisses me off, bro. Loss has like the coolest poster of like all of them, I feel like. 
because we get to see the OG like RV from season one. And it's like them sitting on the grass and stuff. Like the image that got me hype for try. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, we're back at that. And Digimon are like, yo, who are these people who are like all up in our grits? I've got like fuzzy things on their heads and whatnot. They're like skinny and weird and all that. And they're just kind of staring at them. And then the Digijester are like, well, you know, we we gotta kind of like, you know, at first they're acting like everything is the same. And they're like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's not. But it's interesting to see them kind of get back with their... um. Digimon, I go through that process of gaining their trust and like all that. And it's very interesting to see how like you got people like Matt, who's just like, well, I don't know how to do this. We're just going to like stare at each other. And then you got basically like Kari, who's really the only one who kind of just hits it off right off the bat with um, her Digimon because the Digimon still has the whistle. And it's like, you smell like my whistle. So I thought that was an interesting um, mnemonic, not mnemonic, what am I saying? But interesting device that they use to kind of bridge that gap between Kari and Gatomon because Gatomon was the one that was the loneliest for a long time. I thought it was an interesting callback to the first season where she became the first one to accept Kari. So I was like, yeah, that's dope. That's a nice touch. Absolutely. And it was a great way to also tie in that, like, these are the same Digimon regardless of if they've lost their memory, they're the same one we have seen go on this adventure. It's not like a replacement. It's the same dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's interesting. And <laughs> and that, that everyone kind of eventually gets along with their Digimon fairly early on, except... Sarah... Sora, Sora sorry. <laughs> except Sora and Yokomon. But can yep. we blame Yokomon? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not really, but yeah, it doesn't help that Sora was fairly incredulous most this time because, you know, she's going through it. Her Digimon that she spent all this time with is not accepting her in the same way that all of the other Digimon and their Digidestin are. There, you know, there's some tension and, and Yokomon is like, I don't know you, stay away from me. Yeah, which is real. Like, from from the jump. But it doesn't help that Sora is like, I'm not going to talk to anybody. And when Matt and Ty are like, hey, we're here to be friends and help you through whatever's going on. She's like, and they're like, hey, tell us what's happening. We don't know. Tell us what's going on. And she's like, you should know. I shouldn't have to tell you. And it's like, sorry, this is why... (laughs) This is why your Digimon partner does not want to hang out with you. Yes. This is why you scored the lowest on the poll for favorites, which is not factual, by the way. Um, I do know there was a poll, but I don't know the rankings. I just like to believe that she scored the lowest because she's the worst. In 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 <laughs> YTSP rankings, she's not that high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the fact that, like, I just find it funny that, like, when um, Sora was, like, looking at Mimi, and Mimi was kind of, like, fake crying, and she's like, I'm going to empathize with her, and then she's like, just kidding, we're all good. 
And you see Sora in the back, kind of like, yo, what's going on? Um, so, but yeah, I like how their personalities came out too. That's another thing. Like, if we're just diagnosing this in another aspect and another level, I like how their personalities interacted with how they dealt with their Digimon not remembering them. You had the kind of stoic reaction from Mike Matt. We had the forcefulness of Mimi being like, nah, you're just gonna do it. We had Ty just being a dope-ass leader. So, like, it was that kind of connection because Ty was like, I know that you can come back. And we had Izzy kind of, like, using the knowledge and the curiosity. And then Joe just kind of also being there and Kari's, like, kind-heartedness and same thing with TK. Like, we had all that, but we saw Zora was a husk of a person. That's why, you know, she couldn't empathize with her Digimon. So... I thought that was I thought that was really interesting and I really like I like there are things that I really like about this movie but it's things that you kind of have to dig for, you know? Not things yeah. that you can intrinsically see without having to go deeper. And Yeah, if yeah. if you're not looking, you won't see them on on first watch. Yeah. Which is part of the challenge of this, right? Cuz we're four movies in and it's like, man, I should care about Sora being sad because her Digimon partner doesn't want to be with her. Yeah. I, I really should care. I saw how I felt about Makomon. Like, I should really care about this Makomon and May story, but I don't. Like, I, I just, I don't. And... And the challenge there is because that's the whole new part of the story. Because the OG8 Digidestin, like, we have experience with. Like we can, we, we don't have to reach for, you know, anything. We, we have a history with them. So even though Sora is going through it and that's kind of the point of the movie, like, okay, we care about Sora cause she's part of the OG and we have history like Mako and May they're brand new and not particularly influential in the first eight episodes. First eight episodes. What am I talking about? First four movies. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh wow. <laughs> um, but no, that's true. It's like you know they serve as the official ninth Digi Destin, but you know we've had years, you know, twenty years or fifteen at this point. When I think this came out. I don't remember how many. Um, to kind of deal with this cast and get to know them, and like, who who the fuck are you to come in and be like, oh well, I'm a sad boy and my Digimon just is gonna like kind of wreck everybody else's fun time. So. And we don't see them do anything positive. Like, this movie is the first opportunity where we get to see them kind of engage in a positive teamwork effort and not be infected by whatever is going on. Yeah, we got a nice picnic, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Which was actually kind of wholesome, but also, like, really funny because everybody was having a good time except Zora and Yokobon. (laughs) Which is, like, I kind of just... I feel bad for laughing but, like, there was something about, like, just seeing all the happy faces and then it's just, like, Gyokomon staring at a tree and Sora staring at her lap eating, like, alone. I'm just like, yo, I, I really don't mean to do this to all the Sora fans out there. And I love all Digimon. And when I get the tattoo, you know, the crest of love will definitely be incorporated in as well. But just, it's just so cathartic to see her go through this after she does my boy so dirty. <laughs> Like, in all the renditions. Uh, in all of them. Uh, Lord of mercy. So. But, yeah. Um, Sora and Joe. That's the ship I'm rooting for. 
<laughs> I thought my take was hot. Nah, man, that episode with Bakemon. I'll never forget. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> my lose your power. Lord Jesus. Yeah, that's a that's a heavy callback, you know. And I'm I'm rooting for that as well. I mean, like, we're gonna have to talk about ships when this is over, because the purpose of this, where the ships end up at the end of this, really yeah. pissed me off. Like a lot. So we'll we'll get to it. But uh until then. In the same way we've been talking about the peril of Sora and her Digimon not liking her. That's also equally a positive thing for this film. Focusing yeah. on the narrative point of the bonds are not just superficial, right? So everyone goes through the, the risk of coming to find their Digimon partner in the new digital world, and we just happen to see Sora have to continue to struggle for that relationship. And it's nice, because that's a way to show that they want to help their Digimon, even if, well, even as their Digimon don't understand the past, right? It's not about the situation now. It's about their commitment and their history with yeah. each other. Their bond transcends this one dilemma. And that's a very positive uh, theme throughout this show. And with that, when the relationship finally does come round, we get Phoenixmon and the Mega Evolution to like for this movie. Yes. Which was nice and cathartic, you know, again, word of the day. Um, it was kind of cool to see, you know, like, especially because Piomon was just not here for it, which was like hilarious to me. Like, and after we get this whole speech was like, of just her, like, I know it was another thing, like, Beomon just having a whole, like, chip on her shoulder was kind of hilarious to me, because I, like, this not a Beomon we were kind of used to, but then seeing her slowly accept, like, Zora was nice, and the whole, like, thing, and then we, and then we see, you know, kind of homegirl Himikawa, like, well, if we're going to order, I guess we'll just focus on the, um, Phoenix Mon well, thing. let's talk about Phoenix Mon. We get the transformation, and we get to see like that them come together as a team again. Yeah, and then we get the Mega Evolution. Also, Mega Evolutions. We get to see Seraphimon. 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 Yeah. So that was interesting. Like, I feel like we do we not see him with the Hercules. We have fight. We have. I don't remember. I mean, you're I think we we get to see him with this fight. Yeah, but I don't. I don't honestly recall. Yeah, we get to see him again in the same way. We also get to see Hercules Kabuterimon. Yes, um, but, which is fun to see. Yes, and what made me laugh so much about this was that they were like, "Okay, who hasn't Mega yet? Like, let's let's just get this out of the way because we're like a movie for." You know, we got to get Zora. Because Palmon's really just like, I don't want to fight. The guy's like, you think we can? Looks at the other digestives like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so it's just like, that really made me laugh. Because I'm just like, okay, it seemed like we were just kind of, you know, here. Granted, we don't have um, Kari's um, evolution yet, which is a whole thing. But um, it was just kind of really funny. Even when Tintamon was like, do I have a mega form? And 
arguably. It's like, yeah, you do. So I felt like, you know, this was just kind of a way to get him out. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. Um, and also, because of that, we also get to spend 10 minutes of animation time watching every single Digimon evolve again and again in full. Yes. So that was nice. And no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I think that's what we needed, you know? And it was that, you're right. So the Phoenix Mon evolution was nice. Seeing that happen with uh, Sora and that bond. And because their memories didn't come back after that, did they? No, I don't. Their memories don't come back. Yeah. Okay. To my knowledge. I don't, it's just, hey, we, we have found a partnership again. Yeah. And we'll continue to be friends. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that was that was pretty much where we went with the evolutions, which were cool. Like, and so that was kind of like the good of it. Like, you know, the whole Digiventure aspect, like going back to the digital world, um, figuring out, you know, kind of how to do things again and seeing Sora overcome her issues with Yokomon, then Biomon, then the Bond of Phoenix Mon, seeing everybody's like interpersonal relationships with their Digimon. That was kind of the cool, like, you know, the good. Um, but then we gotta get into like the what? Like the the hunt. Like just the I feel I call this the beginning of the end of like going off the rails, you know? So Yeah, because we I'm sure we only get crazier from here. That's one word, yes. Um <laughs> so I guess just getting into it. Um, Dark Ganai, you had mentioned earlier, if you want to get into him. Yeah, let's talk about him. Ganai, the, the humanoid digi person created in the digital world to presumably, like, foster a relationship between humans and digital entities. Positive character throughout all of Digimon. Until now. He has been turned into Dark Genai by the influences of King Drazel. And we go on an adventure from here in Dark Genai's efforts to keep the humans and the digital world separate. He's a digital racist. Yes. Um, and it, it's kind of weird because I don't understand his powers like at all. I'm like, are you a Sith Lord? Like, what are you like? I think that's an accurate description. <laughs> like, this man kind of just has this weird, like, forces power. And, like, also the ability to, like, manipulate his looks to other people in just kind of big creeper energy. So, like... I don't know why we chose Dark and I as the, as the primary antagonist for this film. I don't know why he's got to be this, like, influential at this point. Yeah. But boy, howdy, he is. And things get weird, because we find out that the Dark Emperor was a red herring, and it's been Dark Genai the entire time, and Himakawa knew the entire time, and Himakawa's working for the evil team, all in an effort to reset the digital world, which is a bad thing in general. Yes. To get... Her Digimon partner, uh, Tapermon, to like be reborn. Who didn't even remember her. It's like you feel like you should know. Like if you're if you're doing this whole reboot thing, 
I feel like you more so than anyone should know what a reboot is. A reboot is not a restart. It is a reboot. <laughs> like, look at the words. So, also, it's been like 20 years. Digimon just out here collecting flowers, which is a whole nother thing. Like, why are there glowing flowers? And why is there only, like, one Digimon in this area? Like, and why does she not, like, take turns to get back to know her Digimon? It's just going crazy. Because she's been working on this for a long time and has gone crazy with her short-sightedness. She got her Digimon back, whether or not the Digimon wants it. Yeah, so... So, yeah, and I I wonder where we kind of go from there, because we kind of just see that taper off into the dark goodnight thing, and it's just kind of, you know, used to be like, here's Ty and Matt synchronized swimming and drowning together. Um, Which, that was crazy. Yeah, like, that was. It was like, we're sinking to the bottom of the lake. We're going to drown, but the power of friendship is going to save us, and we're going to commit to singing this song. Yeah. And then we get, like, the ghost of former Gabumon and Agumon, and that, I don't know, that one's still trying to figure out how that one worked with, like, symbolism, and it was a dope scene, but, like, when you conceptualize it, you're like, this really... I, I don't know. Like, and a lot of stuff is happening underwater, and they open and close their mouths a lot, and like, they should really be dead. But, you know, they're not because the power of Digimon. Um, so, yeah, then we get them, they're coming out with their, like, you know, mega forms, or do they come out megas? Or do they come out? No, I don't know if, th- I think they come out in all. I don't. Oh, no, they, they, come they, they do. In... They do. They come out in megas. They come out in megas because it's oh, like war- well, we've seen we we've seen them be megas all the time. I don't know that that's special. Yeah, no, honestly. no, I'm saying, I but they forget, like you know, you know, that's their first evolution, <laughs> and they go straight into megas after realizing because they're fighting Seedramon. and like Ty kind of saves Grumon, Wargreymon. Yeah, and Ty kind of saves Kari and the whole fiasco. Um. But I'm like, yeah, it was just kind of like a what moment because I was like, it's cool and it's dope. But like, you know, it feels kind of weird because the focus wasn't really about them. But I understand it's like an overall focus. You know, it's fairy tale. The Digidestin are the main character. But which I love that all of the OG Digidestin are the main character. And we leave May and Makomon alone on the boat. To get dark eyed. After Matt said earlier in the movie, we don't leave our own behind. <laughs> just, like you got, really shows you where where they sit. <laughs> yeah, and that's another part of the big what for me is like, why did we introduce this character just to be secondary? Like it makes you know zero sense for me personally. Um, but you know, it's something that's got to be, I guess, done. So it's was. Let's do it. But yeah, so I personally, I personally didn't really feel two types away about that. So I wouldn't put it in like the bad or the good. I would just kind of put it as the as is. But 
Now we got to go into like the bad. Do you have anything else is like in the what category of like just kind of like what the hell is going on? I mean, just kind of what we talked about. Dark and I being creepy, which we might get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, the what? The whole thing with Himikawa. Like we got we we were we were teased at for the first three movies that we should bet that she was bad. But then the whole like to find out that our OG Digi Destin aren't the first and like for that to kind of change the way we see our entire Digimon experience. Yeah. Like this history beyond what we've seen before was kind of weird. Not bad. But just to bring that out of nowhere here. It's kind of crazy. No, um, 100%. And then the, the 94 minutes of transformation scenes. I am all for a good transformation scene, but to have it back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm in the bad category, not the what category. Yeah. Uh, what category? I mean, we can move. We brought, we brought a couple of three Digimons that were supposed to be very important and then didn't explain anything about their importance, just that they were fighting the, the Dark Masters. Yeah. And that's supposed to be important. No, I feel that. So, yeah, that was definitely a what for me was being put into, like, like the category of the Dark Masters, especially when we saw the Dark Masters, like, kind of be taken care of in the OG series. Like, and it's just, like, kind of weird because... Like I, I just it makes you wonder power scaling wise how everything like kind of fits because we've already seen the dark mat like cognizantly the dark master should have already been like and I think they acknowledge that I'm I believe the Digi Destinies acknowledge the fact that the dark masters have been defeated by them so it's just kind of weird that they're coming back I felt like if you really wanted to make like a stand you know Apoclamon would have been a big thing. But I guess we're out here trying to show, like, we we can't have it. Like, we still got two more movies, I believe, at this point. Two or three, I don't remember. Um, we have to get to Digimon. So we have five and six left. Yes. And then we have the last. Okay. Which the last is kind of like its own, like, it, 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 we'll, we'll get to last one, we'll get to last. But yeah, so we got to get through two more movies. But it feels like we're kind of like already in the in-game process of so saying the Dark Masters was weird. I'd rather see like Gen- Genai have his own like Digimon or something. Or better yet, him turn into a Digimon. I know that's kind of crazy, but like it's Digimon. Or, you know, bring back the husk of the season two Digimon and have them fight them. I felt like that would have been dope, you know. We're out here fighting Imperiodramon, like Fallen or something like that. That'd be cool. If, like, Makumon had infected them and they weren't able to reboot because who knows what happened to, like, their Digi-Destin. So, I think that would have been a better way to, like, kind of handle this. But when we're since we're in, like, the bad section or we officially, like, moved to the bad section, um, I don't really like the way the Dark Masters were used. Like, it was kind of cool callback, but at the same time, it was like we made them too strong if it took like, sovereign-level ancient Digimon to get there. Yeah. And then we didn't even murder them. We just, like, sent them back. Mm-hmm. So how are these sovereign-level Digimon, like the harmonious ones, supposed to be of value? I mean, maybe now that we have all four of them, I say, 
yeah. like I know what I'm talking about. Now that we've rebooted the world and Himikawa have will have a chance for redemption, presumably, we'll get to see all four like ascend to harmonious levels and then like go to town on whatever, you know, King Drazel is or, you know. Yeah, hopefully. Dark Genai. <laughs> and then like. Yeah, hope, hopefully we'll find out about what's going on with King Drazel. We still got to do the Hackmon <laughs> and Alphamon story. Don't forget about them. I didn't. They won't let me. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. I feel like they're just being teased and not being used. That definitely goes in a bad category because I'm like, we got two movies left, and I don't care about Hackmon or Alphamon in the size capacity because I haven't seen them do anything, really. Yeah. We haven't seen Alphamon since the first movie. Yeah. So I'm like, is he even coming back, or was he just there to flex? Like, because he was hunting Makumon. <laughs> Again, you know, if... If the Digi-Justin had just mind their business and <laughs> let him grab Makumon, granted Alphamon was was aiming pretty reckless. Like, you shooting a cat with, like, a nuke, bro. <laughs> like, you, you gotta calm down. So, the international airport is no more. Like. Yes. <laughs> I will say, though, man, like, that was some disrespect. That was, like, one of the top disrespectful fights in 2010. But, um, I mean, I guess Hackmon did come and see our guy. And was like, yo, your friend, like, what the fuck is she doing? He's like, what? Like, she's up in the digital world, destroying everything. And, like, it really kind of sucks. So if you could fix that, that'd be dope. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, Hackmon. Like, this is information I feel like you could have presented, like, two movies ago. So. Yeah. Yeah, but we didn't know about her whole thing two movies ago, which part of the challenge of the series. It's just being drug out so long. But we've got five and six left. They do have to wrap it up eventually. So maybe we'll get some big epic climax yeah. coming up soon. Which I could see happening. I really could. Um, but that, and By virtue of you having seen both movies already. I mean, if it has shown me anything, is that I don't necessarily... Like, there was so much going on in this that I really, you really got to watch it more than once, maybe even three times to fathom everything that goes on. And I know, like, at least coexistence in the last two are, like, kind of, like, foggy in my brain because I'm like, yo, what actually happened? Because it's still, I just remember having a very sour mouth at the end of this, and then kind of being like what was the point and then seeing the last and I was like yeah what was the point <laughs> because the last was great but like future coexistence and like if we gotta be honest like the lost and just all of them were kind of just eh so uh. yeah the first one was great the second one was okay three and four have just been more Digimon and and at this rate I don't know if that's a positive or a negative thing. It just kind of is. It's if you want more Digimon, man, we're going to give you some. And I feel like that's what it was. I feel like Tribe was not slated to be this wrong, long. And they saw the amount of money it was getting. So they're like gangbusters, which is always the folly. Um, but I do feel like, you know, that it did this. This did serve a purpose because it did address themes. Um, that we needed to see. We needed to see kind of a darker side of Digimon, which I feel like we got. 
we needed to see kind of a little bit more in terms of like the group dynamic, which I feel like we got. Um, but I still, like I said, I still can't get over the plot issues, which really is the main thing is the plot, like which is so important to your story. If you have a weak plot, you have a weak overall story. You can have great animation, you can have great characters, but I feel like if the plot is doo doo, everything else has that like at least like semblance of feeling of doo doo. Which I'm not saying we're quite at doo doo levels. We still got two more movies, but like this one just kind of felt like it was an abrupt turn towards that direction. Um, with the whole Sora just like. Like, Sora having the crest of love makes no sense. By these standards, and even if you watch these as isolated movies because the crests don't matter, which is another thing. The crests don't matter. So, I'm like, okay. Um, I haven't seen them at all. That's fine. But, like, Sarah's, or Sora, Jesus, Sora's purpose, like, her dynamic just feels off and cold for no reason. Because, like, even, like, we see her, in the first movie, she's trying to appease both Matt and Ty. You know, she's trying to... She's the one that makes um, Mei-chan feel like a part of the group at first. Before Mimi has... Like, takes over that role in the third movie. So, it's like she's doing things that are contradictory to how she's portrayed in this I episode. mean, not necessarily. I would argue differently. But that's kind of the point. Is it's not glaringly obvious... Like, her whole crest of love is that she loves her friends, but the whole point of this movie, and kind of try up to this point, is that Sora doesn't know how to love herself, and how to put herself as important in the equation of doing things. That's part of what um, Beomon's like, no, you you don't even like yourself. I don't know you. How, how am I going to help you if you can't help you? Like, no, get out of here. Facts. So, you know, her whole story is about learning to love herself and value her input as important in the equation. But she's so, you know, incredulous that it's like, why do I care about you learning to love yourself? Like, you won't even get your friends help in, like, you won't even help your friends understand the situation to the point where they can help you figure it out. True. So you love your friends, except you don't love your friends and like help having them help you. This is fair. That's fair. Which is an enormous pain in the ass. But uh, hey, you know, uh, we had to make drama in this movie somehow. We so did. We, we sure did it. I'm proud of us for doing that. <laughs> Even though I was not a part of the team at all. But anyway. Um, yep. <laughs> so yeah, moving forward. Um, what else did you find bad? about this you know we had the transformation scene we had zora's being a bad friend like and we had the plot which i feel like the plot is like really heavy really the, badly yeah the plot is really the number one flaw because it, it's what guides all of the characters and their interactions and their adventure and that's probably the weakest part is you know i know we're supposed to care about May and May Kuman coming back together and and doing things and we see that but it's all just there it's not a primary point of the film so at the end of the film when we get uh May being accosted and uh, yeah things happen with May and Dark Ganai 
like I don't care that Makamon is being forced to transform. Like, who are these characters to me anyways? True. And that's, but that's one big thing as well. It's like who like who cares about May? And yeah, that's a huge bad for me. Like I don't have any care for May in you know, Makumon. I actually dislike Makumon at this point. Really? Yes. Does that change? I not really. For me, at least personally, I just I don't feel anything towards Makumon. Like I like Mako. I feel like we could have done a lot more with her character. But Makumon just like eh, you're annoying. Like anybody could have been here as long as they could say the word May. Yeah. I mean, I think that Maycrackmon as an evolution is foolishly hilarious, but I agree. It's like, what are we doing, man? Mm-hmm. So when we get when we get to the end of the series, I have to remember to tell you something about um, Mako. So I will make sure that's tabled so I don't forget. Oh Lord, I'm scared. Yeah, but but are you looking forward to the rewatch of movie number five? Yes, because there's definitely things I did not understand which I should have watched again, but my brain was like, nope, you went through that once. Um, now I have a reason to go through that again. So I'm very, I'm kind of not very excited, but I'm kind of like anxious to watch it because I'm like, cool. I know we've got a scene that I really like. And then honestly, after I watch that one, I'm probably just going to go ahead and watch future as well. Um, and I'll like, you know, make sure I take good notes for when we get to that. Inevitably, um, but I I do remember like movie five just leaving me at such a cliffhanger like I just I was so impatient to watch the um last one to the point where I just went back and like rewatched all of Digimon as a whole to like get my fix. So man, I am ex- I, I can't imagine <laughs> having to wait for it to come out in theaters. Yeah, man, it was like we had like eight or nine months between these. Like some were like even a year. So it was just like, huh, it was a lot. It was a lot of waiting to get to these so um and that's i feel like another thing that kind of like set it off for me was like i had to wait so long for some of these movies with no payoff so (laughs) i can't imagine that man Mm -hmm. thank god that's not how i engage with media but uh man yeah but definitely i'm i'm looking forward to to getting some explanation about why we've invested so much time in four movies and and to hear that Episode four to five is uh, interesting enough to go watch it immediately. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I want to know kind of how this leaves us when we get into Digimon Adventure 2020 and see if anything we see here has any kind of influence or kind of base knowledge with that. Me too. You know, me too. So, but we'll we'll be back for more Digimon try <sighs> shortly, eventually, inevitably, soon, <laughs> inescapably. Here on your typical Shona protagonist, you can catch all of our other stuff on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcast at your typical Shona protagonist, or on Twitter. At your TSP, that's U R T S P. Can you have stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Twitter um, or on Twitter or Twitter at Static Dreads with a Z. 
uh because i'm cool come and check it out what i'm saying uh all the anime news is popping off right now um i got it for you so come and get it gang gang and of course check out the other product at content breaker for y'all your eastern and western animation needs at content breaker on all your podcatchers or twitter instagram youtube as well that is content breaker we'll catch y'all next week for more your typical shonen protagonist